0: going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm here with my co-host, Daniel Cole. We got tons of content for you today. We're going to be recapping the All-Star Weekend. The good parts, we're not going to talk about, you know, the obvious stuff that happened that weekend. We're going to be talking some NFL worst-to-first scenarios and first-to-worst scenarios. We're going to try to keep that short, as we also have some NFL draft questions that you guys asked us on Instagram. So this should all be good. Uh, But before we get into any of that, Daniel, how are you doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm doing really well. The sun is shining bright in Philadelphia. There's a lot of interesting first or worst takes to really get into because there's a lot of teams that made the playoffs, and I think they could really just tank next year and not be as good as they were this year.
0: All right. Well, I can't wait to get into that. But before we get into that, I have two uh, things to say. One, if you guys hear any um any dog-like things, I'm recording in my kitchen just testing out better lighting. Uh, but I'll do my best to edit that out. But, you know, Kitchen Sign says let's eat. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to eat gonna and eat. Uh, quick shout out, Easy. quick shout out to quick guys. Quick shout out to our guys, Belly Up Podcast Network. They've helped us really get started, help us put all of our stuff out on every platforms like Spotify, Apple Music um, and other and other platforms as well. So and if you're, you know, looking to start a podcast, you know, I would get with them. They got cheap deals to get you started real quick. They're really simple and easy and make sure you go follow them uh, on Instagram and Twitter and also follow Belly Up Sports um, and all the other podcasts that are with them. You know, it's great, great stuff. So um, let's get started with an NBA, uh, an NBA All-Star recap. And we're really just going to talk about everything but the horrendous dunk contest. In our original predictions of um Dan, Danny nearly went uh he act well his prediction for the dunk contest was Obi Toppin winning, but we're not gonna talk about it, but he still got it right. And he also got the skills comp right. I took the rookies, he took the Cavs. But I have to see the vision on why you picked the Cavs.
1: I don't know. The the Cavs just have a lot of diversity in that group. You had you had the score, you had the length. I don't. I feel like they had someone who could do it, a version of everyone who could do it all. They all did their thing, and I guess they all did their part. And I think that team in the next couple of years is one to be reckoned with. I don't think this is their year. I mean, LeBron even spoken on All Star weekend. Hey, I might come back to Cleveland. Depends where Bronny goes. Cleveland. If I'm you, I'm getting every asset away. I'm trading Sexton. I'm trading Garland. I'm trading everyone
0: I can to get Bronny. Mm, and get LeBron back to nah. And, and it's not, obviously LeBron is better than Darius Garland, but he's going to be around a little longer. Um, and LeBron has, I mean, his team is pretty bad, but he's shown he just cannot take a team to the absolute highest level of play. Um, and it's going to be his last year. You know, he could be cruising who knows, but moving on to the all-star game or sorry, three point competition. My runner up prediction was Carl Anthony towns and, I was up he at won. Kutztown, and everyone called me crazy. They called me crazy for picking Carl Anthony Townsend, my runner-up, so much that I said I changed it to that he'd win because they're haters. They said the shot was too slow. I think he looked great, and obviously he did because he's the first center to ever win. Who was who was your pick again? Who was your pick? I'm,
1: I think it was Trium.
0: Uh, he made it to the finals, right? He Yeah, he was in the finals with Luke Kennard and Cat.
1: Uh, yeah, I believe so.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a great that was honestly probably the highlight of that night. Um and then nothing else happened that night. So moving on to the all-star game, which I absolutely love. There was semi-competitiveness, and then you get down to that that last 24 points you gotta score. Steph Curry mm-hmm. was nuclear, but nothing new. When things got rough, Steph Curry choked and he did not get the record. And Lego clutched up, hit that fadeaway in front of Embiid and Levine. This is for you, Cleveland, part two. What did you? What did you think about the game? I loved it. I think it's the best, one of the best All Star games in professional sports.
1: I think it is the best All Star game in professional sports. Mm-hmm. Like, ho- hockey is a close second. Hockey just had a successful All Star weekend in Vegas. I think the NFL really needs to transition to a post Super Bowl. 7v7, let's have some fucking fun. Let's make shit happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: agree. I agree.
1: It's at this point of time, the All Star game is just too boring in the NFL, and baseball really doesn't mean anything. Although they are throwing 100 miles an hour still in the All Star game, it just has no meaning. What are they playing for a couple, like millions of dollars to <laughs> charity? The NFL, the NBA hey, actually, it's, they, it's still a big thing. Playing for, for fun. I mean, they're playing for charity, but like, they used to be playing for home field advantage in the World Series, which was which is really. Speaking speaking
0: really... of charity, Luke, Luka Doncic cheated Kevin Durant's charity out of out of fifty thousand dollars because he tied it up at the end of I believe the third period. So Luka Doncic, uh, it makes sense why MJ went up to him uh, in warmups. They both agree, uh, fuck them kids.
1: Yeah, they both do not care about them kids. And that is very All right. Well, see I'll that. start. And stay oh. their mini-con at this point.
0: Oh, man. All right. Well, moving on to some NFL worst to first. Uh, obviously, we need some, you know, like prerequisites for this. You know, you can't, like, the Dolphins won't be worst to first. They were, they got hot near the end of the year. You know, they don't count. It has to be a top 10 it's team. Not um, not worse, though. It could be top. Uh, the, the
1: Dolphins were uh, third seed in their division. Uh, so we're, we're yeah, but they were that, fighting
0: for a playoff spot till the end. So I don't want to yeah. count them. I want to say top top ten draft order, and that doesn't include like the Jets having the Seahawks pick. Like the Jets were the third or the fourth worst team. So and the Seahawks were the tenth worst team. So we're gonna go off by that, Danny. I'm gonna let you go first because you told I asked you and you didn't want to tell me. So I'm excited to hear this.
1: Yeah. So my worst to first pick really pains me to say this. As a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I believe the Baltimore Ravens will reignite a spark. And the Ravens, although we hoop in, is going to go crazy. The Ravens are going to win the division. Lamar Jackson is going to be back. Their defense is going to be good. Marlon Marcus uh, Marlon Humphrey is going to be back. Marcus Peters is going to be back. Dude, they played this whole season with a fifth-string running back. Tyler Huntley was their quarterback after season. They still went 8-9. and nine. If they, if they would have beat the Steelers week 18, they would have made the playoffs.
0: Yeah, man. I think if they were just healthy, I think like it, this is the awkward like worst to first because they obviously weren't a bad team. They were just unhealthy. But I know I really do like that pick though, because a lot of people have been sleeping on Lamar Jackson. I've seen a lot of people, you know, have Lamar on their eight to ten in their QB list. Top five. He's top five. I don't know what he did for that to like I don't know, to go away. Like sure, he played a couple bad games before he got hurt, but he was still winning. That's what's that's me, what good quarterbacks do when
1: Deshaun Watson is better than Lamar when they're both healthy.
0: Oh, yeah, I um, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. If,
1: the, if Deshaun Watson's on the field, Deshaun Watson's probably the fifth best quarterback in the NFL at this point of time, maybe the fourth.
0: He um, um no, nah, he he's really he's really talented, but um, he has to beat some allegations first.
1: Um, you you say that Lamar's top five, and what's your five? Because my my five would be no no order: Mahomes, Rogers, Herbert. Uh, deshaun watson and josh allen but
0: well
2: i'm not
1: including
0: i'm not including deshaun watson because he's just not playing right if he was then lamar six but it would be mahomes allen herbert rogers and then lamar or watson i guess depending on i I think this is a really
1: well we don't know if rogers is going to play at this point i don't know if you saw his instagram post last night but aaron i'm going to give
0: two craps about aaron Rodgers.
1: I, I know, but he, he might fall in the retirement category. He was stanking in the – I don't like,
0: care about edgy, edgy, edgy edge lord Aaron Rodgers. But moving – well, let's move on to my pick. My worst-to-first pick is quite literally worst-to-first. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe that they could strike they, – all they have to do is strike big in free agency, overpay a wide receiver maybe, uh, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, uh, maybe try to get Michael Thomas. Uh, with some assets, I say take Evan Neal with the first overall pick. I don't think he's the best prospect. I think that's Kyle Hamilton, but I think Trevor Lawrence, you got your guy, and the three most important people on a team is your quarterback, guy who protects the quarterback, and the guy who is to get the quarterback. And you know, with questions about Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson, you know, is could he really be worth a number one overall pick, which maybe he is, but I, I think Evan Neal would be a good choice or any of those top tier tackles. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, think it can yeah. wide receiver.
1: I don't think Evan Neal's so, the best ahead tackle. Ahead. I don't I don't think Evan Neal's the best tackle in the draft. I think it can And I, I, I
0: don't think I don't disagree. I don't disagree with whoever you think it is, but um yeah, th- those guys are like they're a tier, like they're tier one, can't go wrong, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's like but you know, a couple years ago, there was there's two tackles in the draft. You had Mikhail Beckton, you had uh Tristan Wurst. And the Giants said, oh, I'm gonna take Andrew Thomas. What
0: the Giants the Giants tend to miss, and we'll get to we'll bring up the Giants a little bit later. Uh, but I think if you overpay a wide receiver, wide receiver class is huge. You overpay a guy, maybe get George Pickens or maybe get Chris Olave uh, at some point if he can fall or you trade up to get him, whoever knows. And then you know, you got DJ Chark, uh, an overpaid receiver like let's say Chris Godwin, for example, and then you got um, and then let's say you get George Pickens, you got some weapons for Trevor Lawrence. Um, James Robinson won't get, um, you know, he won't have Urban Meyer next year, so he'll be able to get some carries. Uh, and that division is sorry. Texans are sorry. The Colts, they don't know what that they're gonna do A quarterback. Um, and I'm not—I was never really high on the Titans to begin with. Uh, so I think the Jaguars could easily win this division. I'm gonna go ahead and say they will win this division. I truly believe they can go worse to first thought Peterson, of I,
1: I really like that pick, uh, given that I believe that Colt said that Carson Wentz will not be on the roster next year. He they're gonna cut him mm-hmm. for a cap space or try to trade him. Ryan Tannehill is a wide receiver that throws the ball at this point. I think Muhammad Sanu could do the same exact thing that Ryan Tannehill is doing. Just handing the ball off and bars,
0: spam bars.
1: He's He's doing a play action and do a couple, run a couple RPOs. I mean, I think Nick Foles could step into into Tennessee and run that offense the same way Tan Hill does. That and RPO merchant. Like, he's literally an RPO merchant. Dad. He makes money off. I mean, I don't think it's a good thing, but I I think that's if it that if tool. it
0: works, you know, you don't got to fix it. All right, that well, let's move on to was- some first. <laughs> We're gonna move on to some some first to worst. So basically, the opposite. A team, the prerequisite was at first you have to make it to the second round. But there are some teams that kind of got a, you know, edged just edged out in the first round, and and it happens. Uh, but I'm gonna go. I'll go first on this one. I'm going to go uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. They had a lot of things go their way in this postseason. Their defense played phenomenal against Tennessee. It came down to the last play against Oakland. And in the Super Bowl, Odell goes down. So they can then already Robert Woods wasn't already there. So you can put a lot of attention on Cup, and he was still beating you. Um the, the Rams, uh Eric Weddle tore his pec in the first quarter. So now you have like a uh, an injured, really old safety, and you still couldn't take advantage of it. Um, and then you had the face mask outside of that, they did nothing in the second half. Um they couldn't really get a run game going. Neither team could, but um, yeah. So uh, I'll take them because I believe that the Steelers are quarterback away. I believe the Ravens just got to get healthy. Um, And I kind of have to hinge on Baker Mayfield doing his every other year thing. So year one, good. Year three, good. And then hopefully year five, good. So this will pan out, but I don't think it will happen. But this is just the most likely scenario for me. This is not to say Joe Burrow still won't perform at a franchise QB level. Or Jamar Chase takes like a step back or anything. It's kind of I don't know a reality check when the rest of the league gets healthy and maybe some things don't go their way. Who do you who do you who's your who's yours first or worst? My pick it. is very it's different
1: than what I told you before we talked about this. Uh, my my feelings have changed even oh, in a short good. amount of time. Dez didn't catch it. Yes, uh, the Cow, Dallas Cowboys will be first or the worst. Dallas and- Cowboys. They are negative $21 million in cap, meaning they will have to get rid of Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Gallup towards ACL. They're down to really scraps on the wide receivers. C.D. Lamb either has to take a really big jump up or Dak Prescott's going to have to take over. I don't know if Dak is really what we think he is. Uh, I think he really got exposed of having a good offensive coordinator and having a good off just offense around him Zeke is horrendous for his contract 20 Pollard is great he should be getting a lot more carries their o-line is falling apart they're getting old Michael Parsons and Taron Diggs are really generational talents I believe but aside from that they have nobody else on that team that can make an impact on a game to game basis I could see teams like the Giants getting healthy Saquon getting an o-line the Commanders the newly formed Commanders I could see them grabbing the quarterback in the draft and really just being a little bit better than the Cowboys. I think the Eagles really win the division next year, ultimately with three first-round draft picks. Hurts is going to take this next level to step up, through 30 touchdown passes. I'm getting bold here, but I really think that the Cowboys take that full step back.
0: Uh, I completely agree. Michael Parsons uh, is someone they can build around on defense, but outside of that, you know, it is really tough. Tough cap space. Um, just a really, a really a lot to deal with. And you said what I wanted to say, but you know I'm a biased Eagles fan, so I can't really say that.
1: Yeah, it's really similar to the Steelers and how they were for a long time. You got a stud player on defense, and you got cap casualty on offense, and cap casualty all around the rest of the team, and you don't know what to do to build around it. And I think the Cowboys, as they have been for a long time, will be stuck in misery.
0: Yeah, not a bad take. But moving on to some NFL draft questions, uh, that we got. Um, we'll start with the first one. It's a, a pretty high demand question. Was wh- who's going to be the first QB off the board? Knowing that a, a lot of these guys are considered not, you know, franchise changers. Um, you know, they're not high end. You know, talents. You know, Malik Willis has a pretty high upside. You know, a Ritter could have a high upside, but you know, a lot of people don't see it. Danny, who do you, you think is the first QB off the board? Where do you think they're going?
1: This is all pre-Combine, pre-NFL scouting. So let, given that there's no height leading up to someone having a 45-inch vertical, I'm going to say Kenny Pickett. His film kind of jumps off the charts relatively to the other quarterbacks. He has that high upside like Malik Willis. And he just you can see his arm talent. And he's, he struggles with the deep ball sometimes. But you can see flashes of Justin
0: Herbert in it. Um, I think that's a funny comparison. I think Kenny Pickett has a noodle arm compared to Herbert. Uh Herbert, Herbert, um, I don't know. Herbert wasn't super aggressive at Oregon because they wouldn't let him. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with um Desmond Desmond Ritter to the Broncos. That would put him in such a great situation. You have a great defense, you got good weapons. He could really have a successful first year and probably get to the playoffs with with a team like that. Um, if I, if you know that, the Broncos, that's the, that's the, hmm? the Broncos are really have a high tendency to take that tall white quarterback.
1: You don't think they're going to take Carson strong.
0: I don't think there's a way you can mess this up. I mean, I think there's like a little bit of a tier. Like I do think it's Pickett, how and Ritter. And then Malik Willis is like his weird own little tier because he is such good. He's such a high potential, but he's just nowhere near it yet uh, as to, like, how Ritter pick it. Um, he needs to make better reads. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Steelers trade up to get Willis because, you know, that's had a lot of hype.
1: I think they trade up to, like, with the Eagles to 15 or something if he, if he's there to so make sure the Saints don't grab Not him. Not a
0: bad idea. All right, well, moving on to the next question was who do you think is going to be the just the first player off the board? I said it earlier. I think it's going to be Evan Neal. I think he's the best tackle in the draft, like very narrowly. Um, you know, huge stud out of Alabama. He's important to what they need to get done. So uh, that that's who I'm going with. Do, do you think the Jaguars do anything else at one?
1: I mean, what I would do with the Jaguars is take Kyle Hamilton. I'm a really big fan of Kyle Hamilton. He's a 6'4 ball hulking. Generational talent at safety, but I'm not in the front front office of the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I think they're going to take none other than they're just their choice of defensive end, which is Kevon thibodeau or uh, Aiden Hutchinson. I think they wind up with Hutchinson because he's—I don't know—he his pass rush moves are a little bit more mature, as you saw with I uh, yeah. some people who don't. Some people don't have the counters in. Uh, I don't know. Hutchinson has more, a deeper bag of pass rush moves. Meanwhile, you kind of see comparisons of Michael Parsons as an edge rusher to Kayvon Thibodeau with that. He just kind of bull rushes people and gets by, tries to get by him. Michael Parsons is a physical beast. So if Kayvon Thibodeau can do that for a long time, they could, he could really slot in the same physical demeanor.
0: I, I definitely see. All right. Well, we're running out of time. So moving on to our last question was what do you think that equals, just what, how, in what position will they be when it comes to draft time? And that can mean anything. They could use those picks to go get a quarterback, which I disagree. I don't think they should do. Um, personally, I think they get Nicole Dean. Um, and you're a huge fan of this one to get Linderbaum. I think we just got Landon Dickerson last year, um, and he's played the guard role pretty well. So I, I don't know if we would go Linderbaum. Maybe we could be safer going with the center later rounds, but it's not a bad pick. I, 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 I would like it if it happened. I'm not mad at all. I think in that situation we should go with an edge rusher. Edge rushers, it's it's huge. There's a lot of them. Um, there's a name. There's a name that's been
1: drafted, There's a name that's been really falling in a lot of mock drafts. And he came, he's from a small school. Drew Brees went to that school, Purdue. George Carlaftis mm-hmm. might fall to, into the Eagles' lap. And at 15 and 16, you take the Kobe Dean and Carlaftis, or you take uh, Sauce Gardner ideally if i'm the uh, leader, I, I don't, I don't even know if pick, will be there he might not be there i think you could get like a roger McCreary type guy he's i think he's oh, he could be quarterback cornerback one in this draft when mm-hmm. all, all comes and says at the end of the day he really his technique is there in the nfl sometimes your speed doesn't matter sometimes your technique really takes over
0: um and then at 19 i think they just they get a receiver olave would be my choice but um uh, that's what I just think they do. Don't trade. Don't go get a quarterback. You're not necessarily in win now mode. You're already ahead of schedule. You don't really got to push to win now. Uh, so don't don't give up the future for a Russell Wilson who's you know in the last two season or last three seasons I would say has just flamed out in the second half of the years or Deshaun Watson who don't even we don't even know if he'll be cleared to play. You could trade these draft picks and oh he's not playing. So um, yeah, well, he, like here's
1: what to. I say. I say the Eagles what they should do is trade that second-round pick for Calvin Ridley. And if they decide not to do that, then what you do is sign Chris Godwin, bring him home. He's from Middletown, Delaware. Bring him home to Philadelphia Mm -hmm. uh, on a a five-year deal and pair Devontae Smith with arguably a top-ten runner in the NFL.
0: Top-ten receiver in the NFL. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One one play, Chris Godwin.
0: Chris Chris Godwin at that point. I'm thinking thinking first scenario. Yeah, Chris Godwin also can be top-ten when healthy, so...
1: I think you saw Chris Godwin put up 1400 yards and he was, I think he was the number one receiver in the Bucs offense for that time.
0: All right, well, we're running out of time. We want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Uh, if you're on YouTube, like subscribe, comment. If you're on Spotify, download, uh, make sure you follow us there too. Um, give us a rate five-star rating. That is an option to do on Spotify, Apple music. Make sure you download. Um, we, um, we'll be also releasing on Sunday. Um, this will be releasing on Wednesday. So if anything happens between now and then, it, um, you know, not our fault, but um, Danny, anything you would like to say before we go?
1: No, I think this is a great episode. I think we've really laid out a lot of plans for the Eagles to succeed in this off season. Eagles have some decent amount of cap space to go get it done. And, the first round of the NFL draft is going to be wild because there is that. There's not that Trevor Lawrence. There's not that Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out.
0: Yeah, I find that interesting too, man. Well, from us at Sideline Summit, thank you for watching right. and make sure you guys have a great no.
2: day.